Good morning. This is Bob McLaurin in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to another episode of the Bereans Bible Prophecy Podcast. Things are getting real in our world. I'm going to be speaking more or less about the events in the United States, but it applies everywhere what we'll be talking about. And I guess the first thing that comes to mind, the phrase that describes the situation that we are in in the United States, no matter what the outcome in the fall of our election is that things will never be the same. And I don't want to use the phrase new normal because that's, uh, I think it diminishes the seriousness. But um, we're, we're now living in a time when, you know, I used to think that the left or liberals or however you want to classify them. I, I certainly didn't see them as evil. I thought they were more, I saw them more as immature or um, just haven't experienced life yet and how to live with other adults. Uh, but the things that we have all seen together in the last three or four months, uh, I, you know, and what is going behind the scenes and just, just to win an election and get their way, to me, that is evil, pure evil. Now, whether it's just a few leaders and everybody else are sheep, we don't know. But to, uh, to follow with, to follow a leader like that, surely they they see what we see, and uh, to me it's it's just pure evil that you would bring violence in various ways, not just physical, but bring violence upon your enemy just because you don't agree with them politically. Whether you're trying to shut down their speech or lifestyles or you know their culture, or whatever, but. Things are never going to be the same again. And the reason I want to, the word I want to use is immaturity here, although I, I think it diminishes their their behavior uh, and the ramifications because what we are dealing with is a significant portion of our population that if they don't get their way, now they get extremely violent. They shut you down and physically will take you to the point of death uh, from what we're seeing on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I've talked in the past about potential birth, birth pangs that we were seeing, just just the rise in violence, the uh, uh, this craziness where somebody could just be walking down the street and somebody gets punched in the face out of a game, it uh, that kind of disturbing stuff, uh, and again, I'm not talking about you know you're in a dark alley 2 a.m. and you mouth off to somebody that you don't even know. I mean, you're kind of reaping what you sow there when you start throwing insults at drunks and you're out you know where you shouldn't be. Uh, we're talking about just innocent folks minding their own business that violence encroaches on their life and the frequency of that. I mean, just an exponential uh, 
increase. And that is now what we can expect. We know there are going to be riots on election night, maybe before. But it doesn't matter who wins now in November. We're going to see riots and not, and not protest. We're talking about stuff is going to burn and all that because we know how they operate. If they don't get their way, they're going to break stuff. Now, what a better description of a child who breaks his toys because his parents, you know, are trying to get him to comply with something. And what's mind-numbing is we've all, you know, if you've come from a libertarian or a conservative side politically and, you know, religious, cultural, um, we've all lived through culture cycles and regimes and presidents and whatever, however you want to classify these periods of life where we were in opposition or we were a minority within that culture. So, you know, politically, I've lived through eight years of Clinton, eight years of Obama, uh, wasn't real thrilled with Bush Sr. You know, wasn't great under Bush Jr. Uh, yeah, I voted for those guys, but, you know, we, we have been through campaigns where your your choice is McCain, you know, and you're, you uh, hate to vote for that candidate, but you do anyway, you know, and, you know, they go on to lose, whatever. But you just take your medicine and you do your best to be a good citizen, go to work, do your thing. And when your time comes around, you vote again and uh, try to try to facilitate change through your vote. And uh, But we don't go out burning buildings and flipping cars and killing and maiming and looting shops and all that. It has nothing to do with it's just disconnected behavior. And uh, so that is what we are to expect from here on out. And the reason the reason I say that is, how do you ever reset? How do you ever go back to a normalcy where if somebody doesn't get their way, your opposition doesn't get their way, they go, okay, well, we'll try again in four years. That, it just doesn't work that way with those mindsets. We're talking about people with minds that they value nothing. They don't value your journey. They don't value, you know, if, if they have been disadvantaged in any way. And I'm not talking about minorities. Certainly, we ought to help the disadvantaged. But we're talking about people who have had every advantage in the United States to, to make their way. And the path has been walked millions of times by people. It's like, if you do these things, you will succeed. It's a pretty uh, clear path to follow. And for whatever reason, a significant portion don't. And then they take out their frustration, their hate, maybe it's self-hate, but they take it out on 
the rest of society. And that's what, I don't know, maybe that's what we're dealing with. I don't know. It, it's, I mean, you see the craziness. You cannot reason with these people. You can't. And yet we have a significant portion of, quote, mature adults that will vote for the type of candidates that reinforce this behavior, this violence, the, uh, you know, if we don't get what we want, we're going to break, we're going to bring the nation down to the ground. And they see nothing wrong with that because they hate President Trump so much. Now, how childish is that? Incredible. Uh, I would I would never say, as much as I disliked uh, candidates, Clinton and Obama, I would never say that I hated them. You know, I certainly didn't agree with their policies. But, I mean, that is a strong word to use, hate on somebody. Because you always, at least we used to, <laughs> till what we're seeing now, but we always have held a hope that someone's eyes would be opened and that, you know, it might affect what they believe and how they live and their policies and all that. I'm talking about politicians now, not just general laymen here. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and that leads me, because nothing is going to be the same again, uh, I, you might have been aware, uh, if you're aware of Chris White and his Prophecy podcast, it's for me, it's my favorite. It's the best. Uh, but he spoke about uh, Pastor Dana Coverstone. I had not heard the guy's name, didn't know anything about what he was talking about. Anyway, it's a pastor in Kentucky. He had three dreams. Uh, search for it on YouTube. Dana Coverstone. And basically describes three dreams that were uh, the first phase was through March. And then the next one is uh, the next two basically cover from like July through November and what he was saying and what he believes very sincerely. And I know sincerity doesn't count normally, but uh, what he was describing, some of what has already passed. And he was saying that he had these dreams in December prior to COVID and all the stuff that we were seeing, cities burning and all that. He, he states that he saw that in a dream and he claims that he revealed that to people in his church. Um, I do take him at his word, like Chris White was saying. He's he's very sincere, and he says, you know, if I'm wrong in November or December, you know, I'll be the first. You know, call me out that uh, I was an idiot and that uh, overstepped. And so, not many people go to that length. I don't want to discredit him uh, because some of this stuff is in the news already because he does talk about specifics that nobody else has. Now it may not happen, but the reason I give, the reason I give uh, or lend some credence to what he's talking about is from December to, to March, 
man, nobody, not, not a single one of us saw how quickly things would turn. And if anything, that is what has convinced me of there's probably more stuff coming very, very soon. Up until, up until January, uh, you know, I would have thought we were, I think I'd even said on this podcast early on that I was looking for like a 2021 start of the 70th week, but I was half wasn't expecting. I mean, I wasn't really expecting it, but I was looking because I was very loosely looking at time and what was happening and wasn't going to step out on a limb, not setting any dates, but I just told you I was privately looking at 2021, but I told you a lot, and I do remember saying this, said from 2021, and I believe it was probably twenty nine, late 2019 when I would have said this, but I said, there is so much stuff that would have to fall into place prior to 2021 for that to be the 70th week. And so I said, privately, I'm looking, but I really don't expect it to happen because there's just too much that has to happen for the 70th week to start. Well, look what's happened in three months. That That is scary. And that, if anything, I mean, the virus hasn't scared me. Uh, I've talked about hydroxychloroquine and all the known effective medications for it. There's no need to be fearful uh, as long as you have access or, or have a doctor who's not politicized the cure. You know, you're going to be fine with COVID-19. There's nothing to be afraid of. Really, even if you're in a high-risk category, as long as you've got a doctor that is willing to take care of you, you're fine. But but let me tell you what does scare me. I did not see how rapid the events would come our way. And because of that, now 2021 seems like much more possibility. And when you when you start hearing folks dreams that that aren't like, you know, the Pope's the Antichrist and blah blah blah, you know, and or Trump's the Antichrist, you know, no, no basis, no of scripture there for them to stand on. But when you see insincerity, a pastor who normally would never have stepped out and talked about these things. And the only reason he did talk about this is because he saw his first dream happen with the COVID virus, the schools and um, some of the rioting and things like that. And that prompted him to come forth solely as a warning. He's not trying to be a prophet, never claimed to be one, and uh, not trying to predict the future. All he was doing was trying to warn people with a like mind. And so so if the first phrase that I want to give you was things will never be the same again from here on out. The next one I want to throw out there is suddenness, rapidity. And 
go go watch the video. It's only about 10 minutes. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, he has some, uh, he uses the term from the, from his dreams, brace yourself, brace yourself. And there is more coming from what he says. There's more coming in September and then November. November is like an exponential increase, but there's something big coming, coming in September as well. Uh, I guess I'll touch on, I follow Q. Uh, If you don't know Q, you'll have to spin up on it yourself. It takes too long to get there, but I follow Q. Um, I believe there is a team that is legit and they are closely connected to the presidency. Um, There's something that was dropped this weekend that I'll touch on uh, in a few minutes. But what I want to get to next is based on what this pastor, based on what, what he's saying, based on what we're seeing with our own eyes, the suddenness and the frequency increase in these type of life-changing cultural events happening, we need to talk about preparation. And in the past, I would, I dabbled with it. I would, you know, every now and then in the last year or two, I'd pick up an extra bag of rice or beans or whatever and just toss them in a Home Depot bucket. And, uh, you know, over nine months time, you know, you're not spending more than $25, $30, but you, you're just kind of collecting uh, a little bit of security. It didn't going to last long, but this weekend I, I uh, went out and in earnest, I, I bought, more rice, more beans, and you can you can do this for a hundred dollars or less. I mean that's cheap insurance. Uh, again, you can't buy everything. you can't mitigate every risk, but very cheaply and easily you can mitigate some substantial ones being uh, we've all witnessed, a shortage of toilet paper and other items by this overstated virus within the last couple of months. And if industry can be brought to its knees by a, uh, a manipulated gas market or the market gets shut down due to decrees from a mayor that overstepped their bounds, I believe, and governors that'll shut a state down. And uh, you can't do anything about it because the masses will shame you. Uh, you know, you have to be prepared. You you ought to have some type of water reserve. You know, use your two liters, just anything so that you can flush toilets, bowl water, whatever you got to do. You don't have to have 500 gallon tank, but you ought to have, you know, uh, it's, it's free water. Essentially it's free water coming out of your tap. Just bottle it and throw it in your garage or something. Same with rice and beans and all that. And I took the step of going on Amazon and for 25 bucks, you can get the Mylar bags, the desiccant. And I broke 
some of these bags of rice down because it isn't going to stay fresh in the bags that it comes on the shelf. But uh, I broke that down into smaller, like two to three portion people portion sizes, like a meal where it might be two and a half cups of rice and that might feed four people in a pinch. But uh, I broke some of it down and then I have bigger bags that I, uh, where I'll package like five to six pounds in a bigger bag where, you know, so that, uh, and the whole point is so you can trade things. Uh, You're not spoiling the seal on a large bag. You've already got pre-portioned amounts if you need to divvy it up amongst your kids things like that you know what to do you need you need to be able to you know, just think about how how would you prepare a fire if you didn't have electricity or gas or you know whatever you're going to need bic lighters or some way to start a fire if you need to basically camp uh Things like that. Maybe you need a tent. I mean, you can get a tent for $100 at your local sporting goods store, less than $100. Uh, if you are forced to leave your home for whatever reason, uh, you know, what are you going to eat if you lose power? Very real possibility because uh, two months ago when the tornado came through Nashville, there were sections of our town that didn't have electricity for two weeks. And I'm talking about people who lived in houses that didn't leave their houses. Like their house wasn't structurally damaged so badly that they had to leave. Like maybe they had a window blown out. So they patched it up with plastic, but they didn't move to a hotel. Uh, They still had running water. They had everything that they normally did no trees down in the yard and all that kind of stuff. But, but they didn't have electricity because of the outlying areas. Well, what happens if something like that occurs where the, the overall uh, a substation goes down or the grid is affected, your fridge is gone. So if you are dependent on refrigerated items, you know, you're going to last a couple of days, even with a generator, but Eventually, you're going to run out of gas. Uh, so think about those things. Um, and I need to think about those things. I mean, those are very real possibilities. I'm not trying to solve every, I'm not trying to mitigate every risk, like I said, but I'm trying to get the, the top 80% that I can easily solve with a couple of hundred dollars or some effort or putting, putting some kind of package together. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, we know it's going to be useful at some point, And unfortunately it looks like it's going to be sooner than later. Um, again, I thought maybe we're five, six, 10 years away. And, uh, we're probably not at all. <laughs> it, we're talking months now. Maybe we're five or six months away. Uh, it is It is getting a little scary, <clears throat> not living in fear, but definitely great, great awareness. Uh, and my family's talking. I'm talking, spent the uh, significant 
amount of time with my extended family yesterday. They called and said, come over, we want to talk about what you're doing about this type of stuff. Um, And part of our discussion, uh, this might be the most important. I mean, you better be prepared. That is critical. But um, one of the things that came up is I've got adult I have adult kids. They're in their 20s, early 20s. You know, one married, and um, my siblings have kids in that same demographic, 20s, late 20s, maybe early 30s. And we can't just sit around and talk about this stuff at uh, Thanksgiving or whenever we get together for a birthday. And you probably don't either, because what you're experiencing is if you talk openly about these types of things, somebody in your family, probably your grown children, or at least one or two, they just roll their eyes. And these are people that you care deeply about. You want to protect them. You absolutely want to warn them. And they may not even live in your city. And so they're not under your protection anymore. And you want to do everything you can to warn them for what is about what is coming. And, you know, I continually hear stories about people that do so. And it's met with the word is sarcasm. If there's a third phrase or word, it's sarcasm or eyes rolled, you know, the body language, the quirks, the, the remarks of like, yeah, right, whatever, you know, I'll, you know, or the sarcastic, I'll just come to your house. Well, the, not only does this situation of warning apply to our families and friends who don't have any awareness whatsoever of what's coming, but it also applies to the people that just have utter disregard for truth, whether it's, you know, you name it, religion, and I'm talking about traditions that aren't backed up by any scripture whatsoever, uh, global warming, the people that believe a, a degree and a half is melting the polar cap, uh, the utter ridiculousness of that. Um, abortion, they, in other words, what I'm trying to describe is people who disconnect their own life and reality from what they believe and, and see that it, they can't see that it impacts how they live their life. And, uh, you can you can bring, keep bringing truth to these people, and all you're going to do is get it thrown back in your face, and essentially you're harming the relationship. And so, I just want to encourage you because I've given up in this area. Um, certainly, be ready to, with regards to the gospel, be ready to share the gospel. With regards to preparation, be ready to share how to prepare. With regards to political facts and truth, you know, it isn't going to help to keep throwing. Now I see it isn't going to help to keep throwing this in people's faces because all they do is just harden 
their heart to it. And if these are people in your family, you know, it's it's hard to watch, hard to live in this situation, but we all are in it. Just do not drive a wedge between your relationship over these topics. They're not going to receive them. They're not going to. So stop it. If there's somebody in your family, tell them to stop it. Because here's here's how you need to handle it. You love them. You can, you privately consider that you will take care of them because they're not going to be prepared. But let me tell you, when the heat gets turned up and we know it is going to be turned up because we're already at a low simmer right now, when that knob gets turned up and and things start boiling, they're going to come to you if you've already spoken to them about this and they've rolled their eyes. When they see the violence and when it turns on them or uh, whatever change in culture ratchets down on them, if they have any sense at all, they are going to come running to you. There's no need for you to hammer them with a Bible. If you know, because they're living in sin, you know, get off their back. Uh, if they refuse to listen to political or truth regarding politics, let it go. If they hate Trump, there's nothing you're going to do about it. You can't. They ha- All truth, no matter what the domain, all truth ultimately has to be discovered by that person. Because right now we have a significant population number that uh, they're walking all over it and they couldn't care less about the truth. They, uh, they believe only what they want to believe. So facts don't matter in any case. Facts don't matter. It doesn't matter that it's the truth. So there's no point in bringing it up to them. They're just going to trample it. But if now, if, if these are truly close friends and family, they will come running to you. Uh, Otherwise, I mean, if they don't, you're never going to be able to do anything about it anyway. So you can't grieve over them. All you can do is be ready to, you know, prepare so that they are under your covering. Consider them under your covering, especially your adult children. Uh, Even if they don't live with you, prepare on their behalf. That's what I'm doing. So for my own with a sense, with the faith that in the future they will come around. And, and here's, here's what I'm going to tell my kids privately. I'm not going to tell them what I think is coming or what we see is coming uh, from our perspective, but I'm just going to tell them, you know, if they live away, I'm just going to say, if you see a breakdown in society, you know, and, and don't get into specifics, but, you know, if you see that rioting begins or extreme violence sweeping, uh, we see the, we see a touch of it now, but if we start seeing more and more violence, uh, 
some inactivity on law enforcement or military due to government blocking them like we've already experienced during the virus and riots. Uh, if you see that, grab your stuff and come on home. Don't worry about your job. Come on home. Take what is important and come to our house. You don't have to get into, you need to be storing beans and rice and have a month's worth of food and all that kind of stuff. Again, they're going to roll their eyes at you. But you be their provision. Just tell them or let them know, hey, just want you to be aware if anything gets crazy, come on over and be ready to for an extended stay. Especially your kids that live on their own or whatever and don't have family around them where they are. So uh, that's how I'm handling the future. I think we know what's coming. We just don't know exactly when, but based on our last three months, we expect it much, much sooner now. And that is why the Dana Coverstone dreams are taken much more seriously rather than, uh, you know, if this was a year or two, even six months ago would have been, yeah, right, whatever. What is this guy think he's talking about? So, uh, who knows what our future holds? We don't, we don't know what next month is going to bring based on what we've experienced in the last three. It is, uh, it is rapidly accelerating. So be ready, be ready, brace yourself, batten down the hatches and remember, remember what Christ prophesied in uh, the Olivet Discourse, like because of sin, the hearts of many will grow cold. Don't let that, don't that let, don't let that be your heart. Uh, we're going to see stuff that would rightfully cause us to harden our hearts to people, whether they're good or evil. Don't allow your heart to be hardened towards anyone even your enemy, uh, but prepare, prepare for violence, prepare for shortages, prepare for lack of electricity. Oh, and I almost forgot about the Q drop. Um, Q had posted something this weekend. I'll leave with this, but he had posted, the team had posted, uh, essentially expect some type of hacking uh, regarding the electrical grid around November or maybe prior to November. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, give me a second. Let's see. Prepare. This is drop 4587. Prepare for zero-day attacks, and in brackets it says massive cyber power. Massive cyber power. Now, I take that to be our power grid and cyber, maybe a cyber attack on the power grid, but 
now that I read that again, I, I would almost take that as maybe an internet outage as well. I mean, right now the internet is my only news source. I, I couldn't care less what news on TV says anymore. It's uh, even Fox News is got so much bias interweaved into its stuff. You know, you there Fox, you've got commentators on the right who just blather the same it is truth but they just blather on and on and on they don't just lay out truth and let us digest it for ourselves they're trying to tell you what to think and i'm not saying they're totally wrong but you don't have to do that to people you don't have to chew their food for them all you have to do is set the plate in front of them and let them chew it and digest for themselves but then you've got the uh, you know a majority of that station even now even though it's supposedly conservative, it's got bias up and down. So uh, now we're out of news markets that are news sources that are mainstream anyway. I mean there there are some conservative ones, but for the most part you got to be on the internet or you got to reach them through Twitter. They're single individuals. So be prepared for power outages around election time, maybe sooner. Maybe that's what's coming in September. And and let me tell you, before you doubt that, I would have doubted that. But now that I see that the Trump haters and these evil fools that would release, in worst case, release a virus in order to bring down an election through a mail-in, you know, corrupt mail-in ballot process, or best case, uh, are politicizing it so that they can get to a corrupted mail-in ballot system all to win an election. That ought to tell you something. So uh, with that, I can certainly believe that they would take down the power grid just to force or delay or, you know, affect the election somehow uh doesn't surprise me one bit if they'll do that with a virus and go to the links they have to don't wear mask yes do wear mask you can go here but you can't go there you know it absolute just pure make it up as you go whatever uh regardless of the truth uh that's how they deal and uh so I can certainly believe they would take down a nation, a power grid, whatever it takes for them to gain power now. I wouldn't have believed it a year ago. I would have given them uh, some credit for, oh, they're just deceived, whatever. No, they're, in my book now, they're, you know, there's enough shown me that they're evil. Again, I'm going to love them, but they are evil. And so I'm going to treat them at arm's distance there and, and the people that endorse them, follow them, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, enough said here, 40 minutes, uh, get ready folks. And, uh, I'll talk to you again as, uh, events happen. See you later.